We're on a mission on a to mission. rid the world of bad video. Bye-bye. This is the DV Show. Targeting range. Bad video sucks. Yes, bad video does suck. Welcome to another live edition of the DV Show podcast. My name is Brian. Nice for you to join us once again on this live edition as we record tons of podcasts right in front of you on a daily basis, right on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I'm going to get right down to the bottom of what this show is all about today. And we are basically talking about video production and AI. Now, this is a super controversial subject within the creative community, especially within the video production community. And I want to get to the bottom of it. That's the reason why I started this podcast back up again. We've been around since 2005 and have been doing this podcast for about 19 years, answering listener questions related to digital video. And I've been sitting in this exact chair in front of this exact studio for so long doing that on our podcast. So I want to talk about video production and AI, which again is controversial because many people hate it and some people love it. And I'm the one in between. See the visual there? I'm the one in between because I use AI a lot and I totally empathize and can relate to someone who is losing their job over AI. So I totally want to acknowledge that and not be like vinegar on a wound and, you know, press AI when you hate it. But I do want to get into the practical sides of AI and what AI can do, the positive sides of AI. And I think the word for 2024 is going to be adapt, adapt. And I know that's a scary word, but video production industry is not the only one being affected by AI or technology in general. It's not just us that are going through it. It's everyone. And if you look way back in 1920, you know, when they had films with that were only, you know, that were silent films, and you had Buster Keaton and you had Charlie Chaplin. And I know I'm going way back here with this example, and I apologize, but I did some research on this and it was kind of cool to look at. Charlie Chaplin exceeded because they were both silent film stars. And with the introduction of talkies at the time, which basically means sound film, uh, Charlie Chaplin exceeded and succeeded ex- and exceeded. Because he adapted to that new technology, and that's why he succeeded. And that's the word for 2024, is to adapt. And just adapt. That's only that's the only way you're going to su- uh, survive. I have a great guest on today's show. Uh, Nick Camp is his name, and he is a great example, a shining example of this adaptability and forward thinking that I'm talking about. But I want to get some things out of the way. First of all, you can interact with me here. I am live. I'm not an AI bot. That's not what I'm here to do. I can uh, talk to you, take your your, um, questions while we're streaming live. I know Johnny just came in. He's been watching every single day uh, my live stream, and he's been super supportive. Johnny... D, thank you for that. And I just want to let everyone know that you can interact with me. And I'm taking a chance on that. But 
you can't interact with me. And if you're even courageous enough, you can enter the studio. And if you're going to watch on your desktop and you have your iPhone or, or whatever, scan that QR code and you can actually come up into the studio and chit chat with me. Now, that takes a lot of guts and you got to be bold to do that. But just remember, I'm going to put that up every once in a while especially when I'm engaging with you because I'm just, I don't want to be like a face behind the camera. I want my community to engage. Let's talk about having some conversations. Let's just talk about what's going on in the video production world. So again, all this week, we are talking about video production and AI. And uh, we have some great guests. We had Philip Werner yesterday from Maker Suite. And uh, actually, I'm going to go back to this uh, with Johnny D saying, you're keeping me sane during my job search. Yes. So let's talk about this for a second. Uh, let's get into this. So as many of you know, I am part of the video editors group on LinkedIn, which is about 200,000 people strong. It's an incredible group full of some really, really cool people. And uh, I'm one of the moderators there. Will uh orson and myself we moderate that group which is very very active and i said to myself you know what these guys are look these guys and gals are looking for jobs and uh it's it's painful out there right now and it hurts and video editing is you know anything in the video production industry right now is kind of hard to get it's very competitive it's very um you know cutthroat there's not a lot of jobs so what i did was i basically um created this website called fastergig.com. And it's funny that you come up with this, Johnny, uh, while you're looking for work, because fastergig.com will allow you, will get you a job 10 times faster. This is a proven method that I've used over the years, not only to get clients, but you can also get jobs from employers as a video professional. And on this website, we offer all types of jobs. Uh, right now, we're specifically focusing on the video production industry, whatever that relates to. And every Sunday, these jobs are refreshed. So 278 of them are there right now. This is for free. I took this, I, I did this with my own money and developers and my own time. It took about a year to create. And it was just launched uh, last year, January 2023. And it's become super successful. There's a whole bunch of tools here that you can use to accelerate your job search. And there's a whole bunch of tips on here. And what I really want to point out that's really cool about this website is not only do we have jobs listed on here, but we have tips. And each week we have, so if you're part of the, the, the group you and we have your email address, we send out high-paying video production jobs, a giant list. We call them big lists. And one of them comes from a... Uh, one of them comes from a recruiter who wishes to re remain anonymous. So just recently, she dropped jobs that are like $150,000 range, 60-plus jobs, high-paying jobs in the video industry. Uh, she drops them on the 5th of January. And then we look at these hiring managers who are on LinkedIn. Now, these are the guys and gals who necessarily do not list their jobs on um on, on LinkedIn or job boards, they, they post them like in post looking for people throughout their network. And we go ahead and look for them and we find them and we send them out to each member of fastergig.com. So it's a really, really cool website. I didn't really want to go into deep detail about it, but since you bring that up, Johnny, uh, and we're keeping you sane during your job search, uh, we are here for you to help you out.
All right. So speaking of AI, I do want to say what the DB show is about. We've been here since 2005. And basically what we do is we provide practical tips and strategies for creating effective video content that resonates with your target audience. We're not here to train you. We don't have workshops. You got to hang around with us and just listen and watch our content. And the more you consume, that's how it all comes about. You get practical tips and strategies for creating effective video content that resonates with your tar target audience. We want to go after business owners who need video, which every business owner needs video because you want to increase your online presence and reach a wider audience through video marketing. And all of those techniques and strategies you can learn just by hanging out. And you're not going to learn this overnight. And that's why I've been doing this for so long is video production. You can actually, this, this requires a very long-term training. So that's what this podcast is around. I want to inspire marketing professionals, social media managers, content creators, startup companies, small business owners, all to take action and implement video marketing strategies in their own businesses to drive growth and success. We're on a mission here to rid this world of bad video, and uh, this is how we do it. That's exactly how we do it. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for hanging out. Now, let's get right back to AI and our guest today, Nick Camp. Now, we have quite the lineup of guests this week, actually. Uh, we had Philip Werner yesterday, who was the founder and CEO of Makersuite. And today we have Nick Camp. We have David Nordine from Edmund AI coming on tomorrow. And on Friday, we have Tom Langan, who is the author of the book Legendeering, who gets into the secret marketing sauce for humanization with video on Friday, January 12th. So we got some good stuff going on. And we promised that we're going to bullet test the AI tool Pictory, then come back to talk with Mark Gawith, who Gawith, I think, if I'm slaughtering your last name, please forgive me. He's over there at Pictory, and they were nice enough to give me a trial version to take a look at their uh, AI tool that uh, looks very, very cool. <laughs> it looks cool, but to be honest with you, I haven't tried it. So I know that just before the holidays, I was fooling around with Pika, and that was a, a super amazing tool to use. It was animation. It was text-to-video animation tool, and that was absolutely amazing. And then Mark kind of contacted me and said, hey, uh, look at Pictory. Pictory's pretty cool. It's, it's an easy video creation tool for content marketers. And it basically says, generate more leads and boost sales by turning any content into highly shareable videos using the power of AI. So during the show, every single day, we're going to bulletproof and uh, bullet test this uh, pictory. So I logged in and we're going to ask it, uh, I'm going to go on the dashboard and we're going to actually put this thing, put this tool to the test. So let's go full screen here and actually take a look at some of the features that it offers. So this is the dashboard. You can do script to video, article to video, edit video using text and visual to editors. This is all starting out on the Pictory dashboard. So I'm gonna test this with you. We're just gonna hang out. If you have questions about it, this is an AI tool that makes your content creation totally um, quicker and more efficient. I'm not getting paid by Pictory. Mark just gave me a trial to uh, test out the platform, and I want to test it out with you guys here while we hang out. So let's do this. 
let's uh, let's go to another screen here. So I'm going to do the article to video. Copy and paste the article to video. And let's see if we can get a DV show article. Uh, let's actually see if we can get a DV show article. And let's pick one of these tips. Let me actually show you what I'm doing here. Let me get one of these tips. And uh, let's, let's create a video. So yeah, let's take some lessons from Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin in the AI era. Let's take that link, go back into Pictory, and copy and paste it. And apparently, what's going to happen here is that it's going to take this article and create a video, which is pretty, pretty cool. I think I like that. So let's click that proceed button. I have a feeling it's going to take a while to do that. So let's kind of take a look at what the results are at the end of the show. But in the meantime, let's talk to Nick. Let's get Nick Camp on this podcast and listen to the interview, actually watch the interview that we had with him. And again, our guest today, Nick Camp, is a shining example of the adaptability that I was talking about at the top of the show. The forward-thinking attitude. Mark, uh, I'm sorry, Nick is a shining example who is actually a visionary who has successfully integrated AI into their business strategy. He has totally adapted. His journey is totally remarkable. It's a story of transformation, resilience, and foresight. So Nick's expertise and experience offer a valuable insight into how AI is not just changing the game, but also setting the new rules in the world of video production. So we are going to talk to Nick right now on this edition of the DB show and see how he did it. Now, keep in mind, whether you are a tech enthusiast, a professional in the film and video industry, or just curious about the future of AI, this interview is for you. So let's dive right in, talk to Nick. And in the meantime, Pictory in the background is creating a video from the article link that I just put into it. And we'll see how it did at the end of this interview. But right now, let's talk to Nick. Yeah, now um, AI will be analyzing this conversation a few thousand years from now. Yeah, that's true. Ian, when they're <laughs> when they're reviewing your podcast, you see the history on the real time history of video digital video production. Yeah, you made me think last time, man. I got I got to be honest. You made me think, like, wow, it is like kind of like a time capsule. I, I it is. I looked. I listened to look back. I can't say look back. I listened back. Is that even a word? But I listened uh, to past episodes. I'm like, wow, man, technology was. And you mentioned VHSC the last time we talked. I'm like, what is going on? I actually had to look up VHC again. And it's like, it was a little tape that you actually mm -hmm. had to put into a cartridge, which made it half inch. And then you had to um, edit, right? Am I thinking right? You're talking about VHSC? Yeah, VHSC. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, to view it, it was like you had to put the tape in the other tape and then put that in the VCR. <laughs> but to edit it, I mean, in order to get my stuff digitized, I had to put the little tape in the VCR tape, put a eight millimeter digital eight, not eight, eight millimeter digital eight camera into the VCR, record that onto the digital eight camera and then in real time record that onto the computer. <laughs> and then, so I have digital versions of the stuff I made in grade school. 
Oh my so, God. Yeah. And I did it. And when I was in college, I'm so mad that I didn't do our family videos and everything because they're still around, but I should have just taken another week or two and just done those too. <laughs> yeah. In the back of my mind right now, I'm like, Oh my God, that's too many generations. You can't do that. The video quality is going to degrade and you can't, you can't go different generations. That's crazy. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I don't think I could do it now. I, I still have that digital eight camera, but I don't think I'd have a way to get the camera to the computer at this point. Wow, I think those days are over. Yeah, I so, might have something in my attic if you need it. Just give me a call. I have all different cables I, and. Cameras. I was going to say, if if anybody out there can digitize my stuff, hit me up because <laughs> yeah, I've got a bunch of VHS C's that I would love to just have on file. <laughs> I laugh, Nick, because that is so, so funny. Oh, my God. So that's when you first started was VHSC. That's that's crazy. What was even the editing software back then? I don't even know. Like, well, uh, there wasn't well, even no software. I mean, it was Dex, right? Yeah, I mean, I would have been doing in-camera. The only editing I had was there was a fade button, so you could fade in and out. <laughs> and then what we would do is just pause the music, like when we pause recording, and then start the music as we start recording. If there was a gunshot, someone would be standing next to us with a boombox like next to the camera and try and line up the gunshot sound effects. So it was all in camera. I love it. Um, yeah. Um, the first software, do you remember Pinnacle Peak software? That was the first yeah, actual yeah, yeah. editing software I used. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's that was it. Yeah. I think iMovie would have started by that point, <laughs> but we didn't have Macs around. I had like a Windows e-machine. And... Um, Pinnacle Peak had some some kind of like software that you could that you could yeah edit pretty much like I yeah had the capture card and everything and, and the RCA plugs oh my god that was yeah. so long ago man oh my god that's insane you know believe it or not though VHS not VHSC but VHS is actually coming out again I know some friends that work in production houses here and they're going to distribute I guess it's maybe because it's vintage uh, content. Or maybe it's a vintage movie, but you know, just for nostalgic sake and to kind of keep up with the with the vibe of the movie, they're actually distributing it on VHS. Do you believe that? It's insane. I, I'm actually surprised there's not more of it because, like, cassette tapes making a comeback, and you've got new, you've got old bands coming out with new music with, and they put it on cassette tape because that was when they blew up, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, for example. Yeah. So if you got like a Quentin Tarantino who blew up during the tape phase. I cannot believe he doesn't have a bunch of special editions. People would buy those for like sixty dollars, you know. Yeah, all his movies. I'm surprised there's no tapes. So yeah. I guess maybe that's. Probably, it yeah, sounds that's, like it's right around the corner. Yeah, that's crazy. Like people are still buying records. I know that's a huge thing now. Record players came back. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we're just not there. Maybe tapes are going to be in a few years. They'll be blowing up like that. <laughs> if there's nostalgia. It'll come back. So maybe Laserdisc was too small. So Laserdisc, Laser oh my God, Betamax, oh my goodness, oh my God. <laughs> so so I like talking to people like you because we can go back and you know we'll get into what you're into today. I mean, obviously you've been progressing throughout the years, pro throughout your career. You have a very impressive LinkedIn profile. Um, you're head of video production now at an AI uh, company. And so, you know, talking about that progression and how it's how it's come so far is like phenomenal. And, uh, you know, talking about tape, editing with tape, <laughs> you, you edited like in your machine, which was crazy. 
And you're right. I do remember that fade button on the camera. <laughs> yeah, it was key. If your if your little movie was ending, you, you had to have that fade out. Then people knew it was different. That's insane. There's a letterbox button. There's a letterbox button too to put black lines on the top and bottom. It just cut it off. It wasn't actually a wide <laughs> video. But we use that all the time too. I remember that. My first camera, I used to back in the day, I delivered soda. Right. I delivered uh, pop or whatever you want to call it, depending on what country you're in. But it's carbonated drink. Let's put it that way. And uh, I worked all summer long to buy a VHS RCA uh, video camera. And that just changed my life dramatically. Totally changed it. And uh, I know I I could imagine. Yeah. Totally changed my life. I mean, here here you are right now. Here I am today. So what's kept you in it so much? I mean, you know, you have technology audits is what I call it. And we're going through a huge technology audit now with AI, but we'll get into that. But way in the past, I mean, you know, technology has grown so much that some people are just like, ah, ee, wow, that's a learning curve again. I'm sick of this. And they drop off. So here we are, like in 2023, still at it. So what got you started? Why are you still in it? <laughs> I guess is my question. Oh, man. Um, when we got started, it was just for fun. And it never stopped being fun. We, we got like... When we started to to regularly make videos, we got this like little five or ten minute like session at the end of Fridays at school where we get to show a movie. So that really encouraged us to keep on going and try, you know, start trying new things. Um, so we had our, our audience, you know, and then that just never ended. When when video was, it, it wasn't like now where anybody can shoot and edit a video. So it was a very like, <laughs> it was a very new thing for people to see their friends on screen playing characters and stuff in a in a video with uh, music and stuff like that. So it was super exciting for the people that are were around us. So we just had that motivation from our friends and family to just keep on making videos. And it never stopped. Once, uh, like, like, digital editing became, achieved, like, you know, affordable to, like, do just in our house, that really changed everything because you could really pump up the the epicness yeah. of a little production if you're putting <laughs> huge classical music swells and stuff like that in it. So that that kind of reinvigorated us uh, a few years after we started when we started editing. Yeah, it's insane. So are you Mac guy, PC guy? You first started, uh, you know, you just said you had a Windows editing software. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just have Macs just naturally all the time, but it's it's like computers have gotten so good it wouldn't phase me to just be on windows and i've done a lot of work on windows especially up here uh in the bay area there's a lot of windows users compared to when i lived in la um and so i it's it's you know there's not too much difference to me when i when i pop on it's just like it's the it's control instead of command it's still a window with a bunch of files in it. And so it's the same even like premiere just looks the same for example there's no final cut obviously on windows right they never did release it there no um uh but then resolve is for is resolve for windows i think so that one i feel like it's it's starting to pop up a lot um i'm just you know i i'm probably yeah because it's free still right isn't it free yeah yeah and it's really good it's a pretty robust system um it reminds me a lot of final cut the newer final cut yeah um but with a lot of different new features and then it's free so if i was in college right now i probably would be on resolve yeah that's awesome i know uh, as part of the linkedin forum that i moderate uh it's video editors there's you know davinci is 
the color grading tool to use, right? It's like right, yeah. That's the tool to to do color grading on. Uh, I've never used yeah. it before. I've never edited. I'm I'm a Premiere guy. I used to be Final Cut Pro, but then when they went to Final Cut Pro Seven, it was like at the time there was this big stink throughout the community, and um, at the time, you know, it was we called it iMovie on steroids. It just went like from yeah. Pro to Average Joe <laughs> software. Yeah. So uh, it was like yeah, devastating. Yeah. Yeah, I started using it a lot, probably maybe three or four years after that, um, just because a couple of uh, freelance gigs that I had were were only Final Cut. And so it got me back into it. Um, now, if I just have to like do a quick thing, like let's say I shoot videos with my kids over the weekend or something, and I or I just need to like test a, test something for someone real quick, I will throw it into Final Cut now. It's easier and faster for me um, just to do a bunch of quick things there. If I was going to edit a feature film, I'd, I'd probably think a little bit harder about it. Um, but I will say when I'm in Premiere, I kind of miss that uh, magnetic timeline style. Like yeah. there's just sort of like a, um, like uh, it's it's just being, um, it's hard to describe. Because Premiere is very snappy, very robust. Um, Feature-wise, it's mm -hmm. got the captions going on, which we're in caption era for some reason right now. Everyone wants their captions. And so it's much easier and more enjoyable to use uh, on Premiere. Um, but Final Cut does have a lot of things that give you kind of wings. If you are working a certain way on certain types of projects, there are a lot of benefits to it and a lot of future-proof features. And when I look at Resolve now or some of the stuff, uh, even like LumaFusion on the iPad, yeah. <clears throat> It reminds me more of um, Final Cut. And yeah. so maybe Final Cut had the vision, the, the execution wasn't quite there because a lot of the newer, uh, a lot of the newer ones getting popular, like CapCut even, um, you do see a lot of those Final Cut tendencies. I mean, are we going to be, from creative professionals who are editing, you know, uh, calling the shots as far as video goes, we, we're going to have AI be doing this. And basically our careers, our skills are going to mor morph into... You know, distribution robots. <laughs> you know, that's what it sounds like. I mean, what maybe is become I mean, of us? I don't know. Uh, like when I first started working at Maker Studios, um, there was someone that was just uploading video, and that job wouldn't have even been in existence like ten years before that. So that yeah. that's I, I'm more not maybe I'm being naive and optimistic, but I'm more in that side of it to where there are things that we can't even fathom yet because AI is just so, or generative AI, is, generative AI is just so new. It's just impossible to know what's around the corner. But I do feel like it's more of a opportunity for an explosion of content and places for content to live to where people with a creative vision will be able to execute on that a lot more frequently than if you're burdened by the beginning, middle, and end of a regular production cycle. For example, I know somebody who creates sizzle videos to help pitch movies and everything. And in the past, he'd have to rip a bunch of DVDs to put the clips together. This is not for like a sale thing. It's for to sell the movie. So it's not, you know, it's not like yeah. stealing illegally um, in order to articulate the vision of what this movie is going to be. Now he can literally type in what the plot of the movie is with AI generate a script with AI generate a bunch of shots and with AI generate a voiceover. And that way, within like an hour or so, he's got this thing that used to take him like four days. So he's able to articulate on his vision still. 
And you can't just pluck somebody out of anywhere and say, all right, create this thing out of AI really quick. Uh, maybe you can do this in five years and I'm just being insanely naive. But I, I feel like in order to execute on this stuff, you need to be able to have a vision with it. And he's going to do a lot better job of me because he's done dozens of these types of videos. Um, so he has the vision of where it needs to go. How do you sell this from beginning to middle? And like, what are the, what are the, um, the very minute details in it that people are responding to that you can't just look at and just know instantly? And so he's able to apply himself in a lot of other places because he can do that kind of work much quicker. And um, his client's list has been the proof is in the pudding the last like six months. It's unbelievable, like where he's gone with some of this stuff and with with what he's able to do um, with it. And so I, I see a lot of opportunity like that happening to where now he has room for a lot of other things. Now he has a lot more time to gain other skills that he might have not had time for because of how time consuming the process was that he was doing. Yeah, that's a that's a very good attitude because I, I see like the changes and shifts, you know, over the years, because you and I have been involved in this for a very long time in the video production industry, the changes and the shifts over the years, you know, you can have that mindset where it's positive and you have to welcome the technology in because I know I'm right in the thick of this, I'm like right in the face as far as having a podcast and being on LinkedIn, being a top production voice and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I hear both sides. I hear, oh, my God, and I hear whoopee, you know, and it's it's nice to be in the middle of that because the, the people who are on the positive side that say, you know, AI is going to make me more productive, uh, you know, AI is going to need humans. Obviously, you just told a story there where a human is necessary to intervene in that process, to be part of that process. Those are the ones that are going to push this industry forward and keep going into into the direction that it should go to. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to um, uh, an owner of a company yesterday called Edmund.ai, and uh, he's more in the news area, you know, more industrial professional, uh, avid editors. And his software, his AI tool, basically transcribes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos in a database. And you could just go in and click if you want a certain word, a phrase, a sentence from, let's say, Donald Trump or let's say, you know, television star or, or anything. You type in the words, you can come up with the clip in a matter of seconds and then just, you know, edit those clips. It, it just takes minutes. Um, and like yeah, you said, that's, it's crazy. It, it's awesome. And it's enabling somebody. They've got the vision for what they need to see. And it's just enabling them to execute on that much quicker. Yeah. Um, and then there's also those practical things where it's like I like I said, we're in the era of captions. Everyone's captioned crazy right now. It used to go from I literally never hear the word captions to a significant portion of my day is discussing captions. <laughs> and so, like, I'm kind of waiting for AI to come around and do it, It's already really impressive what you can do with auto transcriptions. But we've got a couple more steps to take before I can really walk away from some of those just these things that can be automated and allow for other things to uh, apply our energy to throughout the day. Yeah. So I think there's a lot. Uh, you mentioned being on both sides of it. I think that's probably the truth of it. With with any huge paradigm shift like this, there's going to be some negative consequences. And then there's going to be a lot of good things that come out of it. It's just like natural evolution. So there probably is plenty of, the, maybe there will be um, much higher expectations as far as like quality of videos. Maybe it would be too high of expectations of how fast something should be produced because it's like, why don't you just have AI, you know, automate everything. And so there will probably be a lot of not negative consequences to it, but isn't there for, you know, everything as yeah. things evolve. It's just kind of a natural thing. And I think for video creators or filmmakers or anything, it all started with 
it all starts with like a vision to begin with. And so we had these tools of like video camera and video editing. As that evolves, it still doesn't change the fact that you have a vision and you're executing on it. And it's just how you're able to do that um, is the question mark of, of how you're going to be able to do that as things evolve more. Well, and yeah. um, look at like the creators of King Kong doing, you know, a dinosaur fight with stop motion. Um, and then um, eventually we have other movies with King Kong, even like the, probably this year or next year. And it's similar to where they have a vision for something and they're executing on it just with completely different tools. And so yeah, exactly. I think it's kind of the same for video creators that this th these are, you know, our community and minds will continue to evolve the tools that we're using, but we'll be applying the same um, storytelling techniques and enthusiasm towards it. So I think overall, I would feel like it's more exciting to see see it happening and to see where it's going. And it's so true. It's the attitude to have. It's not about the tools. It's about that creative vision and whatever tools come, no matter where you are in the world, you know, what generation you're in, it doesn't really matter. I've been working uh, in the AI world since 2019 was the first time it was just like AI specific. And um, it was an NLP, natural language uh, program and since then seeing the shift go from ai being like this annoying like works sometimes surrey alexa style um uh, software that we interact with my alexa just woke this, up hold on one second my alexa yeah i was up. just like i shouldn't have said that so loud <laughs> i got speakers around too how um, can i help you <laughs> yeah to being this like everyone's worried about is their job next sort of thing. Like in the year 2023, like it's been an unbelievable, mm -hmm. like unbelievable shift in just everything. It, it reminds me of when um, like internet search blew up and the internet was at people's fingertips in a way that it wasn't when we were just using the internet and the internet was whatever AOL's like front page looked like that day um, or internet was hotmail, you know, our interpretation of what the internet was changed completely once it was indexed a certain way to where we could access anything at a moment's notice. It reminds me of that. And um, and we're just in the beginning stages of that, too. So there's definitely a scary factor, uh, you know, with what's been going on, undoubtedly, um, especially when a lot of the top minds in the field are like, we should be very concerned and have a lot of reserve about this <laughs> and think twice about doing a lot of these things. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of excitement, too, because there's there's capabilities that the human race has never seen before. This is like a, a paradigm shift that we just have not like come, you know, been encountered with so quickly. Uh, and so AI has become something very, very, very different than what, than what it was when we got our first speakers we could talk to, we'll say. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's still got a lot of snags and there's still a lot of curious things, but that's part of what makes it so fascinating to where you searched Google for movie showtimes in the year 2012, you knew you were getting the actual showtimes that were you were looking for. If you ask uh, AI bot something now, it's questionable whether or not that is even reality of that, what it's saying. So that's why it's such a interesting like side note in, in all of this is that a lot of it may not even be the truth. And so, so you're the head of video now where you're at and actually all of these changes in AI for this company that you work for, which is an AI company, all of the changes is actually what's keeping you busy and what's keeping you uh, doing many productions or revisions of productions, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot more 
there's a lot more interest uh, in general. So there's there's was so much to do before because AI was no sleeper before all this. But now it's like I said, it's like 10x. Like it's hard to even like measure because there's not enough hours in the day to even like tackle all the opportunities that are there with it. And so that's why it's like take it day by day. What's the priority? What's the focus? And what are we really excited about? And um, just do you know everything you can. And um, at the same time, make sure you're not on the wrong side of history with it. Make sure that the companies you're working with and the tools that you're working with are being used for um, good, positive things and that you're you're not, you know, it's a slippery slope, I'm sure, with AI because there are a lot of a lot of negatives that can come out of it with the, the capabilities if if you know certain certain things were in the wrong hands, to that upper hand that they would then have. Um, it is is daunting and scary. So it's it's something in, that's just constantly. I feel like on everyone's mind as they're as they're yeah. working on it. I'm not an AI programmer, obviously, so that isn't like there for me every day. But still, we're educating people and we're you know we're communicating what this is, and so um, just making sure that the uh, we're tapped into the type of audience that's that's interested in moving forward with this has. Um, uh, positive outlook on humanity, I guess you could say, is is kind of a is kind of critical. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see. So, what equipment are you using on your uh, at your work right now? What uh, what are you editing on? Cameras? Tell us what you got. Sure, we use sure we use GH fives um, for cameras in our studio. But what we do is a lot of international shoots, and so it it comes down to who is shooting when and where, and we'll even do a lot of remote shoots um, with people and just send them. It depends on who is being recorded, to be honest, because there's some people that aren't going to be camera savvy and they're not going to be interested in having a full production crew out. They're going to say, what can I just do at home? So we'll send them a Scarlet and a microphone and a tripod for their phone and have and a ring light and have just a whole little studio set up um, right at their desk or sometimes we'll have an actual production crew come in with whatever cameras that they are using and um and use that but in our studio in the bay area we just use panasonic gh5s and um uh i just ordered some some new um labs just the other day actually and uh it's it's just you know the typical production stuff nothing super out of the ordinary um when it comes to the editing software we do implement some of the some AI tools. Some of the stuff's just like cons- like consumer grade, just stuff like Adobe Enhance, for example, is an yeah. AI tool to strip backgrounds on. Um, the team uses some it's like this like specialized captioning software that's kind of internal. But again, Premiere, you know, does a similar thing. So there's no like unbelievable AI tools that we're like secretly applying <laughs> to everything that no one knows about. Um, I'm sure uh, I'm sure something like uh, Apple's new camera for their spatial video stuff has some insane mm-hmm. AI assisted mm-hmm. stitching software going on. Um, that would be my guess of what what the most amazing AI thing happening in, in video is right now. Awesome. Um, and then of course, visual effects, like you're going to be able to just tell AI to give you a quick animatic of something and create a pretty decent looking visual effect. So I'm sure AI is being implemented there in ways that we haven't really seen on the consumer side just yet either. But the good thing about you is on, on where you're at right now is that you're in tune to the technology that's happening. You are ready to change if you have to make that change. You have the goal in mind, 
But if you have technology in front of you, you know, being in the leadership position that you're in, having that technology in front of you is if it's going to make that workflow easier, make those videos come out faster, you're going to implement that within your workflow, which is, yeah, which yeah. is good. Um, the best I, I can just to not talk up Adobe too much, but the Adobe Enhance software literally just saved a, we had like a mic, um, it was like a card corruption. It wasn't a bike failure, it was card corruption or something. So we lost the actual audio from the lav mic. And Adobe Enhance actually took onboard sound from the camera and it enhanced it so well to where it was pretty close to the person standing next to them that actually had a mic clipped on their lapel wow. or on their collar. And it absolutely blew my mind. I was like, we, we couldn't have even done this like six months ago. Like I've never seen this level of taking audio that was there and putting it there before. And that's an AI assisted, you know, app that um, didn't exist. Yeah, it's crazy. Year. So, and we were talking about VHS quality as well. I mean, you can take VHS tapes now and you could enhance the quality with AI as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you used like Topaz or, or yep. any of these, these apps? It's, it's, pretty amazing yeah it's it just blows my mind it's just like i have to stand back every once in a while and this is I, we only have two minutes when i know so it closes down but um uh i have to stand back every once in a while because i'm just like wow this is overwhelming to some point yeah you know definitely oh, we did a crazy. short film um a couple years ago it had a lot of effects in it a lot of big effects so we did it in 1080 because we weren't even we weren't even able computing wise to do this in 4k with Topaz, you can literally take the 1080 output, up-res yeah. it to 4K, and it looks so unbelievably good. Yeah. It's just amazing that you can do that. It's, in, it's, in it like seems impossible. Matter of minutes. You didn't need someone yeah. to color grade or you know frame by frame. And uh, it's it's awesome times. These are awesome times, and uh, I'm very happy that you came on the show. It was very nice talking to you, and um, it's awesome stuff. All right. Nick, thank you very much for coming on the DB Show. That was some good stuff. Well, you see, there it is right there. That's where it is. Nick is really uh, on the edge, and he really downplayed himself on his background and his experience, but he asked us to do that, but that's okay. If you want to learn more about Nick Camp, Check him out on LinkedIn. He really, again, he really downplayed his uh, skills there. And he is in the cusp. He's right in uh, knee deep in everything that is AI. So go ahead and check him out on LinkedIn. Thank you for joining us today in this live edition of the DV Show podcast. It was so great to have you here. And again, all week long, we are talking about AI and video production, how it affects you in some way. And I thought... You know, bringing Nick on, he, again, is just a shining example of adaptability and forward thinking for video professionals. So that's the word I want to use within my community, within this community here. Adapt, 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 adapt. I talk to many of you uh, offline, online, through Zoom. You're looking for work. You're looking for jobs. You're looking for something to uh you know to pay the bills obviously and to fulfill your passion and that's my word for 2024 is to adapt the industry is changing and so should you uh, i know that probably sounds mean to some of you and it's easier said than done 
but that is my word of the year. Adapt, adapt. All right, so we're going to continue the conversation all week long here on the DV Show podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out today. Yesterday, we had Philip Werner from Maker Suite. Today, we had Nick Camp talking about his perspective about embracing AI. Tomorrow, we are talking with David Nordine from Edmund.ai. Tom Langan is going to hop on board to talk about his book, uh, Legendeering. He's a cool guy to talk to about humanization and marketing, video, all that good stuff. And, oh, before we go, hold on, hold on, hold the music, hold the music. We forgot one thing, Pictory. We're going to go back to Pictory and what it did for us here. So hold on a second. Let's go back to the Pictory screen because we actually put a link in there and they promised us that they're going to create a video from one of the articles. So let's see here. Okay, so this is my first time using Pictory, I have to say. So I'm, if I'm a complete idiot about this, please forgive me. <laughs> but let's bring this back up. All right, so apparently Pictory, uh, an AI tool that'll make your job a whole lot easier, is supposedly supposed to, is going to take a article from the web and... Um, Create a video. So I'm just going to click on that next button just to see what happens. And hopefully this doesn't take that long. All right. So it's creating a video storyboard and it's going to be 100% completed. But Pictory is an AI tool that I'm using and um, we're just going to check it out. Oh, it's actually going pretty quick. So let's give it a little time here. Yeah, John. So I totally appreciate your comment right now because I know you've been watching every single day and you've been watching all the flubs and audio technical problems but Restream.io is the company to go with if you are streaming. And I totally, totally recommend them. So, yeah, good show today. And I was actually, it was without a hitch, thankfully. All right, so it looks like Restream actually, um, actually, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Look at it. It came up with a video for the article. So I don't know what this is going to look like. I do not know, but Pictory uh took lessons from buster keaton and charlie chaplin in relationship to ai and it created a storyboard and a script and it looks like it created a video and i can select what kind of uh voices i guess i can have in this so let's just apply amanda a female voice and just wait here and i'm going to take this up to another five more minutes so um let's see uh, all right, so 90 it's at 90% right now, 91%. And I just want to give Pictory, you know, I want to do one of their features. And what we did was we put a link in their tool. And this is not what all this one of the features that they have. We put a link in their tool and it came up with a video. So hold on. A link for an article. All right, so what do I do now here? I don't know what I do now. Video duration is 54 seconds. Can I play it? Okay, yes, I can. All right, so it took an article from the dbshow.com and created a video. And let's see what it looks like. I don't I have no idea what this is going to look like. I have no idea. And I selected a female voice, Amanda. So Mark, when you if you're watching and you come on the DV show, Mark Gareth is from Pictory. Um, you can guide us through, but so far so good and it was pretty quick. We started this before the interview, and I, I think it got it done. All right, so let's play the video and see what, what it came up with. I'm going to shut my eyes. 
right, preparing video preview. All right, let's go full screen here, okay? Let's check it out and see what they did. 54%, come on, come on, it's happening. Lessons from Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin in the AI era. The DV Show podcast. What happened? <laughs> Can I preview? All right, video preview. I guess what I got to do is download this video. Download it. So let's see how fast this downloads. Preparing for download. All right, looks like it's going to take a while, but so far I am super impressed with Pick3. It created a video from an article, a link I just gave it from the dvshow.com. It looks like it's going to be some time processing some scenes. Oh, it's coming up pretty quick. All right, then it's going to generate the video, yada, yada, yada. All right, so it looks like it's got some work to do, and I'm not going to hold anybody here who's watching. So what I'll do is I will post this on LinkedIn, the final video, so we can see what Pictory did, and we can check it out. But I like what I saw so far, and there's a lot of features. We'll be bullet testing Pictory throughout the entire week, and on this show, let's bring back the music. And I thank you once again for watching us on the DV Show Live. It's been a pleasure to have you. Nice hanging out with you, talking about AI and video production. Now, if you want to check me out, you can go to the DV Show at on YouTube at Bad Video Sucks on Instagram at the DV Show on Twitter. Check me out on LinkedIn right there. There's a link, or you can contact me directly at the DVShow.com forward slash Brian, and I'll be more than happy to answer any question that you have related to digital video because, hey, that is what I do best. Thanks again for hanging out. It's been a lot of fun. I will be back tomorrow. So we will see you then. Thanks for joining me. Video production just got easier. The DV Show.